Right on set. Rolling. Action. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Encut, and welcome back to another unforgettable, amazing, incredible movie review. Did you say incredible twice? I said unforgettable first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the listening, the listening. Right, okay. Yeah, welcome back to another movie review. Today we have the one and only Hunger Games. Um, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. There you go. That's a, that's a long It name. is a long title. That's a long name. I'm not going to remember that. That's fine. We'll just refer to this movie as the Hunger Games movie. The Hunger Games <laughs> prequel. Prequel movie, prequel yes. Movie. It is a prequel. Yeah. So I'll preface this by saying I have never seen a Hunger Games movie other than this one. Uh, yeah. So you know head, some things, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I know the bare-bone basics, but there mm -hmm. was so much stuff that I just didn't even know about, yeah. which I thought was fine, and I still think it's fine mm -hmm. going into this movie uh, because it's a full-on prequel that has... Only a little bit to do with uh, the main trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, but it actually made me watch this movie with a different light because I had no idea, for example, right. who Snow mm -hmm. was going to become. Yeah. So I had no idea what this movie had prepared for us mm -hmm. and the arc that Snow was going to go through. Yeah. I honestly thought that it was a cute little movie of romance <laughs> and, and how they got together. You really didn't pay attention to any trailer that we watched, huh? No, I, I don't like watching trailers. I think mm. trailers, nowadays, trailers trying to get you so much that whenever you watch a trailer, you're pretty much seeing the whole, the whole entire That's movie. That's true. Yeah, I don't blame that. Except for musicals. What I've seen happen with musicals is insane. They don't show, they're not showing you that it's a musical. How about, this is actually a great episode to talk about uh, at a different time. We should actually <laughs> mark this down and we'll make that a follow-up well, I don't, I don't watch trailers because trailers. I feel like there are too much of, it, it tells you everything. I right. only watch the trailers at the movie theater. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. Then I don't remember seeing a Hunger Games trailer in the movie theaters. I didn't see it, no. So, yeah. Um, as far as me, I know quite a bit about the Hunger Games, but I've never actually sat down and watched the movies straight through. Because um, we were both in middle school mm -hmm. when the Hunger Games came out. That was 2012, 2013, something like that. And obviously the books came before I that. I had friends that, watch, that um, read all the books and were like B yeah. um, Hunger Games mm -hmm. fans. Just for whatever reason, it didn't really click with mm -hmm. either of us. We both had other interests and other things. Um, but I've learned a lot about it just by being on social media, watching edits, that yeah. sort of thing. I just never felt like inclined to watch the Hunger Games movies. I mean, I never even We're watched Harry to. Potter. Yeah, you hadn't even watched for, Harry for Potter until I showed it to you. So we might as well watch the actual Hunger Games yeah. as a whole. I hope to make a booked episode on that as well. So that stay tuned. Uh, for announcements on that season. As um, a quick little side note, if you're watching the YouTube video right now, you mm -hmm. might be asking why we're dressed kind of fancy. To the nines. More <laughs> more than usual. And we actually, so it's it's Christmas, it's the holiday mm -hmm. season. If we Hence went, the tree. Yeah. We went to a, a holiday party that happens every year here in Boston. Mm -hmm. um, East Boston. East Boston specifically. It's so much fun. We, will, we go every year and you dress mm -hmm. up and whatnot. So we were just there. Just we decided well. the the capital people dress yes. to to the nines every day. We might as well look. I had <laughs> never heard that be said to the nines. I don't know. I just started saying it right now. Who says that? I don't know. I definitely heard it from. You've TikTok, heard it, though. and you, you're sure you're using it the right way. Yeah, pretty sure. Okay, I never heard that. 
put up like the urban dictionary definition right here <laughs> to the nines means you look ugly i wouldn't be shocked if that's what it actually <laughs> meant anyway the hunger game so yeah. what was this movie about so like we said this is a prequel movie to the original hunger games trilogy i'm not going to explain what the initial trilogy is about yeah look look, look be that up because there's, me, there's a I lot still haven't watched it. <laughs> um with it um but because this is a prequel we are they're under the assumption that you know quite a bit about what happened in the trilogy hence why i was a little Mm -hmm. hesitant on you watching it because i didn't know how much you needed to know but what you do need to know is that the guy the main character of this movie is coriolanus snow coriolanus um and he becomes the president the quote-unquote bad guy in the Hunger Games movies. This I mean, is in theory, if you have not seen the original trilogy of mm-hmm. the Hunger Games, that is a spoiler for this prequel movie. Yeah. That he becomes the president. It is a slight spoiler. Um, but it's more than that. This movie is showing his arc. How he would get to yeah. that point. How he would become a villain in Katniss's story mm-hmm. in the initial Hunger Games trilogy. So the official summary I have here is years before he becomes the tyrannical president of Pan Am, 18-year-old Coriolanus Snow remains the last hope for his fading oh, lineage. I know. <laughs> um, with the 10th annual Hunger Games fast approaching, the young Snow becomes alarmed when he's assigned to mentor Lucy Gray Baird from District 12. Uniting their instincts for showmanship and political savvy, they race against time to ultimately reveal who's a songbird and who's a snake. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was released on November 17th, directed by Francis Lawrence. Um, the book, uh, I believe, was published around... 2019-2020, um, and it is just titled The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it made $284.5 million, and it had a budget of good. around $100 million. When did this come out? November 17th. Oh, it's not been that long. Not even yeah, a month. Yeah, it's still relatively new. Um, obviously, I don't think you can stream it yet, Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that within this next month, we'll be able to start streaming it. Um as far as Google goes, it has a 3.5. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, there's a lot of five stars and there's a lot of one stars. And I think we're actually going to come to a disagreement at the end. Just based off of well, the conversation what you that have we had said. after watching yeah. it. So, so tell me, what did you think about this movie? I mean, if we're actually trying to look into the character arc, which I think is the, the central point of the whole movie, because mm-hmm. you want to see the only character that you know from this movie, other than like Tigress. Or Tigressa or something like that. Tigress. Tigress. Something like that. Uh, Something like that. It's Cornelius Snow. Mm -hmm. So you want to know how this 18-year-old good doer could become this bad tyrant Mm -hmm. in in the original trilogy. So in theory, the whole arc is what carries the whole movie. It's like um, the end goal of the the audience and you Mm want to see uh, this progress. So if you're looking at that, he starts being really good. And I think for 80% of the movie, you still think he's a good guy trying to do his very best. Mm. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so. Mm. Continue your thought, and then I'll say my thought. <laughs> so, I've heard many people online saying that his arc is really well done mm. and really smooth transitioning into, like, this heartening and how mm. someone loses their soul and whatnot. I don't think it was nearly that smooth. I think there was something uh, 
after the Hunger Games, that definitely changed everything, mm. which was um, the being ejected for for cheating and, and, and sending. You think that hardened him? I think that definitely hardened him. Okay. But I think the transition was really harsh. Mm. I don't necessarily think that it was so smooth, such a good arc. Yeah. I think it was, he's good, he's good, he's good. He's meh, he's really bad. Yeah, you had a visceral reaction to the ending. Yeah. You were, like, loving the movie, and then when it ended, you were like, I hate everything, I hate this entire thing. Well, no, I hated the ending of it. Well, that, that's what you were saying. Yeah. Like, uh, you're just like, ugh. And that's what I, I was mentioning about having a different mm-hmm. take on the movie, because I didn't know what was supposed to happen, I didn't know who right. Snow was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know he was a bad guy, and I didn't. I wasn't expecting for him to become a bad guy. Mm. Like I was saying, I liked 80% of the movie, he's a, a mostly good guy, mm-hmm. doing mostly good things, or doing mostly things for love, and like moving to the District 12 instead of District 8 and mm-hmm. whatnot, like still trying to reconciliate with this newfound love that he has. Mm. And then it just feels like all of a sudden, he is trying to kill her, pretty much. Hmm. So, Tell I me. feel I feel weird for comparing this, um, but as far as the romance goes, I, I in my mind I correlate it to to another Which unrequited one? romance that, that I've seen. No, 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 no. I see it. I I don't see Snow necessarily being in love with her to mm. become a good person for her. I see it as infatuation and slight obsession with her. Mm. Um, and I relate that to Severus Snape. Looking at Lily. Um, I don't know about that. I, so for me, from the moment that this movie started, I knew that he was going to be a bad yeah. guy. I didn't necessarily think he was good mm-hmm. to begin with because i look at his environment he was 18 but 10 games have now passed mm-hmm. um and his father was someone that championed the hunger yeah. games themselves um like was like wanting to have them happen um as revealed by like a later conversation by the end of the movie so i feel like for at the very beginning, I knew from the get-go that he already was a product of his environment mm-hmm. because it already seemed like he didn't really care about the the Hunger Games much at all. He was like detached from it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that he cared about was something was things that could help his grandma, his cousin, and himself survive because yeah. they were like money They're loss lower kind of class thing. Um, lower class in the capital at that. So I think he was very focused on capital issues alone. Mm-hmm. He didn't really care about what was happening. He only cared about what was happening because when his own his livelihood was now yes. at stake. Because if he helped Lucy win the games, he would get the money from that scholarship mm-hmm. and succeed. I think then what ended up happening was then he met Lucy and he just he was she was so different from everything that he mm-hmm. ever met and he was forced to be by her side and help her and support her then i think he became infatuated with her i don't necessarily think he was in love cuz i think when you're in mm-hmm. love with someone you leave behind tendencies or uh, aspects of yourself that could hurt that person he didn't leave behind much of the tendencies at all to be for the capital 
Um, and he couldn't even see why she wouldn't want to move to the capital in the first mm-hmm. place. Um, he didn't really Well, he didn't really to try understand. to even complain um, about her not wanting to move to the capital. I know, capital. but just like as far as that conversation yeah. goes, it seemed it didn't seem like the relationship was going to last because they were going to have their differences. She wanted to leave. He wanted her to come to the capital mm-hmm. with him and become a capital person. So by the time that he was in the district he you could i could still tell that he had all this sort of i guess nationalistic i think it's because you, you um, knew that he was a bad guy probably that you were looking for the red yeah. flags of his personality but even then flourishing. like just seeing how he kind of just went along with the peace thing and betrayed who he considered someone who he considered to be his best friend mm-hmm. so easily with almost absolutely no remorse well see but that's like shocking. towards the, the ending 20 percent um, of the movie i guess that so all happens but so i just quick. i feel like comparing his behavior at the beginning it all mm-hmm. tracks out to be a guy that was raised to be for his country i guess anything mm-hmm. that would be attacking his country and as he himself grew up in the wartime he knows he he was there to witness it he has yeah. memories of the initial war that started the hunger games really so i just think don't think he necessarily cares so by the time that lucy leaves or whatever i think he just sort of cracks any last bit of goodness that he could have latched on to well she didn't leave she was made to leave i know but from his perspective Mm -hmm. she left and that cracked him well no she told him pretty quick that she was told to go and given money to leave. No, 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 I mean at the very end. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's basically as if, like, I guess it's like opposite of, yeah. of Snape, where his love, his infatuation left the earth, as in died, <laughs> but then he tried to turn to something good as a result, where she left, and so he hardened himself and then continued Yeah, on but it's a little path. bit more difficult for me to compare these two, because I know. Snape wasn't reciprocated love. I know, it's Lucy, unrequited love. Lucy was mm-hmm. all about Snow. She really did like him a lot, and but I don't she think... saw quite a few red oh, yeah, flags but in his behavior. Towards the end, it started to look more like yeah. that, because 20 mm-hmm. minutes before the end of the movie, he's still telling her, I got you, I'm gonna mm-hmm. make this go the right way. Yeah. I don't think throughout the movie, I don't think he was a bad guy. Because mm. even turning on his friend, it wasn't really like that. Because in theory, his friend was doing something that he was not supposed to. Would you, Okay, here, here's the question then. Would you betray your best friend over knowing for a fact that you betraying them is going to have them hung? Well, no, he knew that that probably wouldn't have happened because he had the money to get out of it because they had that they had that conversation that same day that even if they catch you you're gonna be found and your your dad is gonna pay for it for you to be fine i'm gonna be hung the reason why he was hung is because eventually someone did die if if he was found but no one had died he would have gone out just fine so i don't think because this happened before the two mm-hmm. district uh, citizens died. So that actually was what changed the game. And that's what made it worse and made it be hung. Still, he recording the conversation that he's having mm-hmm. with him 
in a way almost digging out the answers that he wants from his friend to reveal his entire plan and then shipping that off Mm -hmm. you had to have known that that would also get him killed i don't necessarily think that that was a being around thing i don't think that was was him being bad if if anything i was it's complicated I, i don't think he was trying to betray he was more standing up for himself and for what he believed in he saw that his friend was making deals with bad people and why does he know that these people are bad because lucy pretty much told him and he saw the first interaction that snow had with this guy that he was making uh, alliances with is that he was pretty much trying to harass lucy on stage and a fight broke up because of that and throughout the movie throughout the beginning uh, two acts which is um before the games and during the games he wasn't a bad guy maybe he wasn't mm. the best of guys but he was definitely not a bad guy and he was i think trying his best to keep her safe and he mm. went to crazy things that could have pretty much gotten him expelled mm-hmm. to make i mean he did get expelled because of this thing because he was cheating but i think he was doing it all for her not only mm. for the money because she even asked them uh, at the zoo through um, through the jail bars or whatever it is. Are you doing this because of the scholarship or are you doing this because of me? And he said, because you want to help me. And he said, both. I don't know how honest he was being at that time. Right. But it really seemed like he was actually caring mm-hmm. for her. I think this, this is the interesting debate mm-hmm. when a person who you are aware becomes a villain yeah. is the main character of a story. You're trying to figure out yeah. the details because of why. Because the whole thing of seeing it through their eyes is that, of course, every action mm-hmm. that they do is justified or it makes sense because yeah. you're seeing it from only their perspective. You don't have anybody else's emotions fully there unless they're expressed mm-hmm. to our main character. So, of course, we're going to have different thoughts and opinions Uh, because we know the end result and even though you don't know everything that snow does you know that he's a bad guy you just don't know how um you don't know fully why so you might inadvertently also justify his actions well i didn't know he was a bad guy well now well you you kind of knew i really didn't i I swear you kind of knew the only thing i knew from the original trilogy is that snow was there hmm I had no idea how yeah. he was there. I had no idea that he was a mm-hmm. villain there. Yeah. So in theory, no, I, I really didn't have any perspective on him. Mm-hmm. In my head, because I even asked Caitlin while watching the movie, mm-hmm. like, is Lucy in the original trilogy as well? And I think we kind of, like, had a miscommunication right there because she told me that she was the one pulling out the numbers. Or I did the not names. tell you, you that. Did. I did and not And Caitlin said that she, that she thinks maybe it was uh, that one. But that she was actually thinking about Tigress. Yes. So it was miscommunication there. So in my eyes, I was seeing the love story of these two Hmm. lovebirds become a thing. And and how they became who they are in the original trilogy. Hmm. Lo and behold, Lucy is not nowhere to be seen in the original trilogy. Literally vanished off the face of the earth. So yeah, I only knew that Hmm. Snow was there. I didn't know what role he played. Yeah, so I And guess, when you told me he became the president, I was so happy for him. I was like, yeah, he got it. No. <laughs> I, I had no idea. So, I, okay, I guess we'll, we'll leave this, this part of our review up to you guys. If you have seen mm-hmm. The Hunger Games, 
I I feel like you go in with a bias. Yes, for um, sure. Where you see his actions all already. nefarious. Whereas if you have never seen The Hunger Games, you know nothing about it, and you go in, then yeah, I think you're in for a ride. And I, I, I think one of the... One of the reviews I found, I think, was talking about this. Yeah, it's in this is this review. So I'll read this review now. Okay. We can transition into this. Um, it's from Vulture.com. So it says, The focus is a year or so in Snow's life, and part of the issue with the film adaptation from franchise director Francis Lawrence and co-writers Michael Leslie and Michael Arndt is that such a sliver of time is simply not enough to build a coherent portrait of who Snow is. His turn to the dark side is predetermined, yet the ballad of songbirds and snakes doesn't take the time to convince us another option even existed. Yeah. A major flaw is how repetitive this all feels, with various recurring Hunger Games elements used for our emotional manipulation. Not just the omnipresence of the Hanging Tree song, the Ziegler version of which plays throughout as both the score and diegetic music, but also a scene in which the smaller female tribute from District 11 is killed, resulting in the rage of the Mm -hmm. larger male tribute from District 11. That exact same scenario occurred with Rue and Thresh in the Hunger Games, and the racial optics of it and the ballad of Songbirds and Snakes are still uncomfortable. The production design team does have a flair for macabre details, like dozens of vats of baby mutts landing in Game Maker's laboratory, and enjoy the show announcement thrilling from the sound system in the Hunger Games arena when the contestants arrive, as if they're all sitting down for a movie instead of fighting for their lives. Mm. And Jabber Jays in District 12 echoing Rebels' screams as they're executed at the Hanging Tree, made famous by Katniss's song in Colin, Colin's Mockingjay. And there are a couple of slick visuals too, a fisheye lens effect used for Lucy's, in- Lucy's initial moments in the arena, and mm-hmm. a later scene when Snow gets lost in the woods, bound together by a shared disorientation. In those moments, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes feels most worthy of the Hunger Games name, most aware of the nightmarish obedience demanded in this world, and how it inspires both fear and revolt. So pretty much, you cannot fit the whole arc in one movie. Yeah. There is not enough... There isn't enough information to show mm-hmm. that Snow could have been good at some point. Yeah, and, and I guess that, that goes back into the point where if you have a bias, where even as yeah. the director could have a bias on the character, you almost show no option that anything else mm-hmm. could happen, especially since you know Lucy isn't in The Hunger Games. Yeah. There's no character who's determined to be her grandchild. There's no other relative mm-hmm. or older cousin of hers confirmed to be anybody else in the series so i think if you've seen when the you original have this trilogy bias, yeah this is a guilty until proven otherwise movie yeah if you have not mm-hmm. seen it it's a innocent until proven otherwise movie exactly oh that's a good way to phrase it, it should be our new like thing <laughs> i'll put that on the on the uh caption for this on instagram Shall I go on to the next review? Let's do this. The next review, if I recall, didn't really like it. Oh, well, did the first review give a, a score? They didn't give it like, okay. an, a, like a score out of five. Um, but I think it's a reasonable but, review. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. And there were so many good things. Yeah. Especially if you know um, the Hanging Tree song yeah. prior. If you know the Katniss correlation like that i knew i, knew I she, literally her name was, was like slapping his thigh like, oh <laughs> they mentioned katniss um but yeah Ugh. One, one more one more thought on that before Go i read it. this review is um i saw someone on tiktok say this where they're saying how it's so crazy how the last thing that lucy says 
to snow before mm. she disappears. I'm just going to go get some Katniss. And, <laughs> and she came Katniss and got him. Appears. That I know. Like, you told me this afterwards yeah, that exactly. Katniss then goes and get him. Yeah, basically. Katniss like appears and just ruins Snow's life. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I, love I that am comparison. sad that he's like 80 years old. I know there's so much that probably happened in his life after that. And he was able to um, live a full life, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, how rude is that? I know. Okay, <laughs> continuing. This is from ABC News, actually. Okay. Um, the review is like a little over the place, so I got little bits and pieces of it. Um, it says, "The Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, now in theaters, takes a gamble of sorts by creating a prequel to the four-part Hunger Games franchise, boasting a box office of three billion without the mm. power engine of Jennifer Lawrence. Big mistake." Future dictator Snow has been assigned to Casca Highbottom, a woefully wasted Peter Dinklage, as a games mentor to Lucy Gray Baird. West Side Story breakout Rachel Ziegler. The young stars do their best to breathe Weird. fresh. Weird. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> the young stars do their best to breathe fresh life into a worn-out premise. But Songbirds and Snakes is one trip to the well too many. It's a film in dire need of life support. That never comes. Hmm. Francis Lawrence, who directed all but the first film in the series, returns and clings desperately to the shaky principle of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The only fun thing in this terrific Jason Schwartzman as Lucretius Lucky Flickerman, an ancestor of Stanley Tucci's Caesar Flickerman from the previous movies, who hosts the Bloody Games as a TV entertainment show. Smile, he tells the audience, Mm -hmm. is why we have teeth. What's not funny is the attempt of this padded and plotting prequel, including its absurdly cumbersome title, to milk a franchise so relentlessly that you can practically hear it crying for mercy and nothing doing. The the presentator? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? The guy, the, the... Speaks. Yeah, the the meteorologist guy, he what? the meteorologist guy. He is. He says and also meteorologist. Oh, he is the weatherman. Yeah, huh? yeah. He is dumb. What do you mean? I don't know. It's a it's a weird addition to the movie that I think was unnecessary. I don't think the character needed to be that. Hmm. I think it could have been absolutely anything, and he wouldn't have changed the way it went about it. That's because you haven't seen the average. There's a there's a tie into it. There's okay. He's literally an ancestor of the guy who's hosting the games in the future. And is it a similar personality? He has this like a similar vibrant personality. I don't think he's the weather man, but he has an like a vibrant personality as well. See, that's Um, why it's interesting that you have seen mm -hmm. it and I haven't, because there's so much that I don't know about. Mm -hmm. And again, it gives you a different look at it. Maybe. Once I see, I have to see the original movies now. Yes. Because yes, you do. I'm hearing so much bad stuff about this one that mm-hmm. I actually really liked, mm-hmm. for the most part. That the the originals must be just amazing, because they're I like, guess. oh, but the original was so much better. I know. I, I mean, don't know if it's nostalgia. Everyone's gonna say that. Yeah. I feel like it might be a little bit playing into mm-hmm. the nostalgia. I don't know if it's like actual cinematography or the way mm-hmm. it was directed or whatever it is. But I, I really like this one yeah. and, and just looking at it differently. But one do one thing that I do have to say that it reminded me of from that review what? is that the third act, completely different movie. The Fair. first two acts mm-hmm. were a storyline that were tied together. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much day one, day two. The third act, that was like day 50. I know no, not that much time went uh-huh. by 
between Act 2 and Act 3. But it really does feel like, again, because of the harsh change on Snow so suddenly in that third act, Mm -hmm. and the harsh change on um, the setting, it just feels like a long time has passed. His hair changed because he was caught the hair. So that also trying to like show how much time has passed. Mm-hmm. But not only that, he was also given a certain amount of time to move to District 2 and become like office or something mm-hmm. like that. In theory, based on the data that I have from the movie, mm-hmm. all happened within 20 or so days. Wow. But in the movie itself, if you don't know, if you don't take into account that data, those mm-hmm. days that they're giving you... It could be five years into the future for all I know. Right. See, I, this could potentially be where adapting a book into a movie could mm-hmm. have gone into play because a lot of cause if the director wanted to be like as specific to the book as she physically mm-hmm. could be, books do do part twos all the time. In fact, the last book I read yeah, did a part exactly. two that I hated. This part <laughs> two I was fine with because it was still... I could still follow it. Yeah. Um, it definitely felt like a whole different it a, section. It's like what Dune um, is. Yeah. But movie one, movie two. Movie one of Dune set mm-hmm. everything up. Yeah. And you can watch a review on that. Mm-hmm. Movie, the second movie of Dune is where everything happens. That's why people were like, but in the first one, nothing happens. Exactly. Yeah. Like this is the, combining the them. Here. Even though it's all in one book. Yeah. So. Like a lot happens yeah. in both. Mm-hmm. But it's two different movies. If yeah. you gave me. A two and a half hour movie of book of section one and two, and then another two mm-hmm. and a half of section three, it would have been much more complete, and then yeah. the arc would have felt more concise and mm-hmm. actually show everything that happens. Yeah, because act one and two that is also within like ten days tops, something like that. Yeah, maybe not even ten days. So act three, so. as it is, even though mm-hmm. it's less than twenty days, it's still way more days than act one and two combined. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly when I look at the book it does seem small. So I think yeah. I think potentially what could have happened is that there just wasn't enough material to make it mm-hmm. into two separate movies and they only wanted to make one probably yeah. into. So I get it. Um but yeah, this is this is very tricky. It's a tricky movie. Um mm-hmm. for sure cuz it, it's hard to go in without a bias if you've already seen the movies, but it's hard to accept the ending as it is yeah. when you don't have a bias. So it's hard to know if this movie really did everything that it could have to appeal to both sides For of sure. that audience. I mean, obviously, um, they're not trying to... I don't think they imagine a lot of people would see this prequel without watching at least the first Given that Hunger Games. the Hunger Games trilogy came out like almost 10 years yeah. ago. And it's so famous. So, yeah, exactly. So I feel like they probably were just like, everybody's already seen it. We can yeah, do as really much think, Easter eggs as possible. You wouldn't really think someone's mm-hmm. watching Fantastic Creatures without watching the main Harry Potter movies. Right, exactly. So, so. I definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. How many copying boards out of five do you give it? I just, I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this movie. I was, I was never bored at all. Um, I felt captivated watching it happen. And I just... I don't know. I felt kind of numb mm-hmm. when we were done watching it because it really felt like I watched this guy just lose every inside. trace of humanity mm-hmm. that he could have had left. Yeah. Uh, so I felt really numb. And that's why I still feel like I want to give it a five out of five. I definitely um, Because it just it held my attention and captivated me. The performance of Snow was amazing. <laughs> um, 
I can't say I ever really know, seen like, seen the else. actor before, yeah. but I absolutely loved his performance. Um, it was really engaging. I loved Rachel Ziegler in this movie, which bothers me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I really liked her a lot. Um, in I this she movie, she definitely was the leader she knew she could be. <laughs> I'm not going to explain what he meant by that. You'll know. We'll, we'll, we'll review Snow White when it comes out. <laughs> but anyways, um, what about you? I mean, yeah, like you were mentioning, I hate it that I really enjoyed Rachel Ziegler's performance in this movie mm-hmm. uh, because of everything that's happened with her in the media. Um, but, I mean, if you don't know, Rachel Ziegler is, like, half Colombian or something like that, and I'm Colombian fully. I actually felt a little bit of proudness oh, inside really? of me watching the movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's my girl, which bothered me to my core. <laughs> she did so good in this movie. I know. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and then to the the rating of this movie mm-hmm. itself, the act one and two and half of act three, mm-hmm. I will full on give it a five. It the, ending the ending bothered me so much. Yeah. I left the movie theater feeling numb and feeling like... Numb in a bad way. <laughs> in, a, in a really bad way. Like, yeah. what? Mm. How? Also, because it was so quick. Mm. I was not expecting it. And it happened like that. So I was just like, uh-uh. What? Right. It was still beautiful. I just couldn't comprehend the hmm. way it went about it. So the ending itself, having no context, I will give it a three. Overall, if I'm looking at the movie for what it is as mm-hmm. a whole, and knowing what I know now about the original trilogy, mm-hmm. I'm going to give this movie a 4.5. Really? Yeah. Wow, that was that's much higher than yeah. how you reacted when we left the no, no, theater. No. <laughs> I had time to think about it. And of just course, of course. You did Rest research. on it and rest on the information mm-hmm. that I have right. uh, from the, the, the next movies uh, in the timeline. Uh, I will even go to a 4.7, if you will. Uh, but I because really, of the ending, you can't just get can't. to the 5.5. <laughs> but I... Re- 5.5? Oh, sorry. 5 out of 5. <laughs> But I will definitely rewatch this movie. It's one of those movies yeah. that I just watched it, but I will watch it again the following mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Like, much like Babylon. Ugh. But Babylon has a beautiful ending. <gasps> well, well, we never talked about Babylon in here. We're going to need to talk about Babylon We soon. definitely have to. <laughs> the ending in Babylon. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, a 4.6. Okay. Just, like, right in the middle. I did enjoy it. And I'm glad. And, um, I'll show it to you again when we watch all of the movies. Yes. So maybe you can have a completely different We'll have view. to go on a, on a little rant mm-hmm. on movies. Yeah. Definitely stay tuned for the Hunger Games episode. Though. Mm-hmm. I want that to be the second um, booked season um, okay. for 2024. I want to bring that back. The second of the one. year or the second overall? Second of the year. Okay, okay. I want multiple booked seasons this year. Yeah. Um, the first one's a surprise. I haven't announced it yet. Oh. Maybe so I not now it. you know the second one, though. Right. Yeah, you know the second one. So, yeah. Uh, be posted on that. That'll be a combined book and movie analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll probably be joining you guys there. for the movie. Yes. But not for the book. Not for the book. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us one more week. Please make sure to follow us in all of our social media. If you're listening to our podcast right now, you can find the recording of this beautiful, amazing podcast. Uh, on YouTube, as well as some other vlogs and stuff that we do in there, mm-hmm. as that film couple. If you're watching on YouTube right now, 
Uh, you might want to check us out on podcast platforms like Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify and any other podcast platform you can think of mm -hmm. as N with an exclamation mark at the end. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok. We post some little fun stuff in there, uh, like movie reviews and stuff like that, but also just random stuff from our life and our vlogs mm -hmm. and whatnot. You can find that as That Film Couple. Mm -hmm. And then finally, <laughs> you can find our podcast on Instagram as and caught the podcast and we that might have sounded like a lot <gasps> but we so started true. doing something else as of last <laughs> night we started streaming on twitch yeah you want to tell them the username yeah as of right now it's just my name mm -hmm. uh, but kaylin killed it last night so we might be changing the name right now you can find us on twitch as sebas para 1k number one letter k mm -hmm. And, and if you have any video games that you want us to play. Yeah, we were playing um, Overcooked and we were playing It Takes, it takes two. two. Yep. So we'll be playing some more fun games as well. Lastly, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> as sebi.mp4. And you can follow me at caitlin.mp4. Once again, thank you so much for being here one more week. And we'll see you in the next one. And, and cut. cut.